All right, we are live, Grizz Nation. Uh, welcome to uh, another episode of Fight on Montana. We have the great pleasure of having Luke Rounds on with us today. Uh, Angel is is out of the state, and so we're uh, graced by Luke's presence again. Um, thanks for coming on, Luke. I'm very glad to be back, and uh, appreciate being on the podcast again. Exactly. Well, hey guys, uh, just to give you a little uh, recap of what we're going to go into, we're going to do an, a recap of the NDSU uh, loss. Uh, we won't get into like more of the season ending. We'll do another episode of kind of going through um, what we think of the season and everything like that. This is just going to be NDSU recap. Uh, we'll do some Grizz updates as well. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So uh, just, just to start, guys, we're going to go and do a Grizz update. So some basketball, basketball is in full swing. I don't know if you, uh, Luke, got to watch the game last night. Uh, South Dakota State, uh, it, was a, it was a great game. Grizz won. Um, I think off the top of that in my head, I, I keep on something. It was like a 20-point victory for the Grizz. Yeah. I know they scored 48 points in the first half, which was an all-time high for this, um, this season anyways. And they were... Oh my gosh! It looked like a whole different team. Uh, they eighty-one fifty-six. It was it was amazing. They were hitting shots. They were you know moving the ball. Uh, they were finally kind of healthy as well. So that kind of helps too when you're healthy. So yeah, yeah, I actually caught a bunch of this game. I was traveling and was watching it on my phone, and it was just like I, I remember looking at the score just to see and saw that we were ahead. A bunch, and so I was like, "Oh, I gotta grab the plus on my phone," and it was just like everything we threw up was going down. I just I couldn't believe it, and we we're getting every rebound. I was just like, "Holy!" I mean, who's this team? Exactly, exactly. One unbelievable because South Dakota State was a playoff or not playoff, but a, a NCAA tournament team last year. Yeah, and I mean, you don't have you usually don't have that much to drop off, and we looked unstoppable last night. It was yeah. it was really impressive. Well, and they were a tournament team, but they won 30 games and they were yeah. perfect in the summit, which was amazing. Um, I don't care what league you're in. If you go no. undefeated in a, in a conference, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they have some talent. They've been talented for a long time. And I'm sure they've got some young guys and, and they'll be right in the thick of things of the summit conference. But it was great to see. Um, they will head into going this weekend, going to Fargo, North Dakota and playing North Dakota state, man, it feels like we're just playing North Dakota state, both basketball and football. Yeah. So, uh, they'll be at North Dakota state, uh, this Saturday. Uh, so I don't think we'll be able to watch it just because I think there's some different kind of discrepancies with the summit league and the big sky. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Cause I know like. Well, I mean, it's Missouri Valley, but they have all ESPN Plus. And exactly. there's been some games in the past that I think we're not going to get, and all of a sudden they pop up on ESPN exactly, Plus. Yeah. So I always tell people just check because sometimes they pop up on there when we don't think we're going to get them. But exactly, exactly. We watch them and see if our basketball team can do a little bit better than our football team. You know, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping we got to beat them once. Yeah. Uh, just going into women's basketball, uh, they are at the Grand Grand Canyon this Thursday. Uh, well, actually, that's no, not in. It's in Missoula. Sorry, ESPN Plus, and then they'll be playing South Dakota in Vermilion, South Dakota, on Sunday. Uh, so they're finally getting healthy too, with Carmen G. Fillery back from her ankle injury. Uh, they're really fun to watch too. If you guys haven't seen a, a women's basketball game, totally check them out. They're they're really fun to watch. 
It's funny because as a kid, I remember growing up, we always went to the Lady Grizz games and not yep. the men's games because they were so much fun to watch. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it, it swings and it does that pendulum thing. But man, it, they're fun to watch. Go support them. Um, and then the last, you know, the last sport that we have, guys, is Grizz hockey. Uh, their last weekend game against, I believe, like uh, Williston State got canceled, and so they are um, at Montana State in Bozeman on Friday. And then they'll play Saturday against uh, Montana State uh, in Missoula. So definitely go support them. The last time that I checked, they were ranked 14th. Uh, they are playing really, really, really well. Um, and man, I love hockey. You can't, you can't, you can't not love hockey. I, I wish we could get this on, like broadcast somehow. I know, right? Because I would love to watch the well, Grizz hockey team. And I think you can, like, let me go into Grizz Hockey because um, I think you can get the... Uh, Do they stream it or something like that? They stream it. Let me see here. I've got it. Listen, listen live. Because, yeah, um, the team is doing excellent this year. And yeah. actually, I was in Missoula, and we, we could have went to the hockey game or we could have went and watched Grizz Cat Volleyball. And I, I left with my daughter, and she chose a Grizz Cat Volleyball, which was awesome when we were there, watched them beat the Cats in uh in the Adams Center but at the same time the Grizz beat that crap out of Eastern Washington that week like, yeah because they put like 11 on them or something I was like geez I wish I could have been in two places at once that night exactly exactly well and it looks like they've got some so live upcoming game 20 at Montana State mm-hmm. so it looks like you can get these games oh cool um so if I click on it let's see what if, I, if you guys get background noise sorry but uh, so it does look like they're broadcasting from their uh, their oh. uh, grizzhockey.com and then Very you cool. get and then you guys can just go to video and they're they're right there they're also on demand as well so um sweet yeah exactly man i watch some hockey i'm gonna have so, to check that out because uh i love hockey and i love the grizz so exactly when you can't can't get can't beat that we don't know what the quality is uh but hey go support them and uh they're have you seen their jerseys so i actually have one of their jerseys oh man Um, i'm a big hockey fan so last year they had the throwback jerseys against the cats and i tried finding a way to buy one you couldn't but i found the maroon jerseys and i bought one immediately and i wear them to uh any hockey game i go to and it's surprising how many go grizzes you get that's right (laughs) man i I would totally buy one of the retro ones with the copper Oh my gosh. I don't know why they didn't sell those. Those would have, I mean, just went like crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they can, like, uh, and, and probably maybe some of you guys out there know a little bit more, but I know that they had a long time ago with Texas, some type of like rights issue. And they only have, you know, for football every once in a while, the, they, they bring back the copper, but man, I wish they still had that because you can't go wrong. It's, It's not burnt orange. Or yeah. whatever the heck that color is. Down yeah. Here, so. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, hey guys, that's the end of uh, Grizz updates. So uh, let's get into the uh, the not so the not so good. Uh, we're gonna go into the NDSU recap. Uh, all of you that are Grizz fans know that we lost. Uh, I believe it was forty nine twenty six, right? I can't off the top of my head. No. Yeah, forty nine twenty six. Yeah. Um, and so. Not so great. So what we're going to do is kind of just go over kind of quarter by quarter and kind of break down what happened. 
but before we go in quarter by quarter, you know, Luke, what were your thoughts like going into this? What were you thinking was going to happen? And, you know, how, how do you think that you were feeling going into this one? So going into it, I, I uh, living in the state of South Dakota and I actually, so where I, where I work for my cover, North Dakota too, for my job. So I've got a lot of friends that are Bison fans <laughs> and I was getting a lot of texts and stuff and, and they were being nice mostly for the week, but you know, I kept coming. I was just like, I hope we keep it close. Yeah. Hope we keep it close because I mean, they are the gold standard in FCS, even though, I mean, Technically, they're down this year, if you'll say that, but yeah. they're still the gold standard. And the only team that seems to be able to figure them out is South Dakota State. And so going in, I was like, you know, if we do a lot of stunts in the defense, it's possible that we could confuse that offensive line. And there's 72 ways to run power. But, you know, if anything, I wanted to just keep it close. And, and in the first half, I felt like we did a decent job of trying to keep it close. And there was, you know, our offense was moving the ball. It looked like Lucas had confidence, but then, yeah, well, we all know what happened, but um, yeah, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't super nervous. It was just like, well, we got nothing to lose. We're the underdogs. Maybe there's always that chance. And if there ever was a chance, it was this year, especially when I heard Lemke was out. I was like, okay, that horse isn't going to be there. And then they had, you know, we heard this stuff about these guys transferring and stuff. And so it was like, all right, you know, let's 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 go in there and see if we can do something, especially when really all they're doing is running power. But man, they pushed us around, and you know, I mean, we we gave it a good shot, but it just unfortunately we we came up short. Yeah, definitely. You know, it it was a uh, going into it. Uh, I wasn't ner- nervous because, like Luke, you said it. You know, it, we're playing with house money, right? You know, we were not not expected to beat these guys, yeah. uh, especially at home. Um, if we make it close, I think that's a win-win. Um, but you know, if something, you know, lands in our lap where we're, we're turning them over or we're getting some plays yeah. going in our right direction, I think we have a chance. Um, from the start of it, you know, we, you kind of got some hope when we stopped them, they stopped us. And then yeah. after that, it was like, boom, boom. And it's hard to go back. Right. So uh, let's, especially with the, uh, with the, with the Lucas Johnson fumble touchdown thing, yeah. it felt like how many times are we going to do this this season? Whether it's on our own goal line or down there, it was just like, man, come yeah. on. And then I did have a, a little bit of hope when we had that interception. I thought maybe we'll get a momentum swing here. Or something. And it just, just didn't happen, so. Yeah, definitely. So let's go into it, man. Like let's go into this first quarter, uh, you know, start out. We kind of traded uh series and then uh, the second series, I believe, you know, Miller, We ha- I, I felt like this was the, the change. If we would have stopped them, if Robbie would have been able to, like, hit that ball down and, and, and just stop him, not try to intercept it, but just stop it, yeah. we would have had a chance. That Mathis catch was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went up for it, grabbed it like a, a, a grown man and uh, right over a hauk and uh, caught it. And then after that, you know, it wasn't long where – couple plays later 10 yard touchdown run they were up 7-0 and after that they got the ball back because we couldn't do anything and was that the same play no that wasn't the same play that was in the second quarter where we fumbled right no because yeah uh, because johnson fumbled didn't he didn't no he didn't fumble then Sorry, I'm getting all my... It was in the second quarter. It was close to halftime. Yeah. Because uh, that's kind of when, I mean, he was getting beat up. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miller, you know, that 60-yard touchdown run where he wasn't even touched was pretty amazing. 
going down 14 to zero, I was just praying that, hey, we got to regroup. We got to get this under control. Uh, it, it didn't look good from then on. Uh, we went no huddle, I believe, after that and kind of yeah. swung it a little bit where we could kind of go up tempo and we scored with a Lucas Johnson touchdown run for about one yard, 14 to seven. And, and we went under center. Yeah. We were under center. Yep. I was like, please, God, do not go <laughs> in the shotgun like we've done really this year. Yep. Well, I was like, thank God. Oh, and I was I was telling my wife, my wife was watching it with me, and I was like, see, this is why we're not gonna score, is because we're playing shotgun and they're gonna just gonna they're gonna stop us on the one yard line. And then yeah. like after they stopped us like two times, he got under center and ran it in. And I'm like, see, yeah. why don't they just listen to me, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that ended the first half or first half, gosh, first quarter. Um but, you know, you kind of had a glimpse of hope. I was kind of still kind of like, oh, man, we got to stop these runs. We were getting kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, diced up by the run. Uh, second half, you know, we got uh, an awesome field goal, 39 yards. I was I was happy, you know. Our field goal unit yeah, hasn't been. Quarter, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 second quarter right before um, where they haven't been that great this year, 14 mm-hmm. to 10. And, you know, kind kind of felt like we we're. We yeah. are going in the right You're direction. In there. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it close. Get the pressure on them, and, and yeah. we, we might have a chance. So uh, after that, you know, Luke, right before Lucas get gets sacked, kind of comes up limping, and right at that point, I'm like, okay, take him out, take him out. You know, look at him, whatever. Just get him out. He yeah. doesn't come out. Uh, and I just keep on going over my head, like how much that affected him. Well, there was one play that he got sacked and, and my, my wife was pissed because she thought the, 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 the defender jumped up and like went to celebrate. She thought he stepped on him on purpose. And I was like, oh. look, he jumped up, he ran off and it looked like he stepped on Lucas's hand. Oh, okay. And it, was, it didn't, it wasn't malice. It was just, he was excited. I mean, I mean, I've sat guys before you get excited, you're running away and you're just jumping and it just happened. He was in the bottom there, but yeah. you could see like his hand swelling up. And I thought, Oh, you know, like in other plays, it was all big and blue. It's like, Oh man. Um, yeah. That just, it's just, he was getting his butt kicked and it yeah. wasn't good. And, and, and the thing is, is he hasn't been healthy for a while. I mean, no. he was banged up and, you know, in the Montana state game and I wasn't even sure. And, and then in SEMO, he looked pretty good, but yeah. still, got, you know, banged up and stuff. And so you just wondered, you know, as soon as he started getting hit, I was like, how soon is he get? how long is he going to last? You know, and being able to throw, throw off that, 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 that knee that's, you know, cause you got to use your whole body motion to throw well. And it just, yeah. I, 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 the guy is a warrior. And yeah. I, I think that the North Dakota state people would agree with us that he, he battled as hard as he could before they pulled him and said, yeah, like you're done. We don't need yeah. you to hurt permanently here. Well, and then that next play, he got sacked, fumbled the ball. It did look like he was getting taken down by the face mask um, when he was getting sacked. Uh, fumbled the ball. They recovered it in the end zone, 21-10, uh, which was – I think that was just devastating. That was when, you know, you kind of saw the momentum. Like there you could see in this game the momentum turns, right? And, yeah. and they were not like subtle. They were drastic changes. Yeah. yeah. 
And so uh, we do, you know, we come back right before half uh, and we get another field goal. Um, 21-13 felt pretty good at halftime if we kind of yeah. settle down and, and you know, don't turn over the ball. But I was kind of alarmed by, you know, trading field goals for touchdowns with NDSU. You're just not going to be able to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't trade touchdowns for field goals anytime, yeah. especially against the juggernaut of North Dakota State. It's just, you just can't, you just can't do that. Because if you're doing that, even if, let's say, the, the score didn't get out of hand, North Dakota State, I mean, their game plan is just run that clock down by running yep. the ball and stuff. It's just, it reminds me of what Bobby Ball used to be. That's what, oh, yeah. back in the 2000s, we did as the Grizz. It was like, you know, you know, black and blue football, pound the rock, and, you know, run the clock down. But we had guys like Lex Hilliard and Justin Green who went to the league. You know, yeah. it's like North Dakota State putting guys in the league now. So it's – uh it's interesting. Uh, I just noticed one of the comments. The guy was like, "I don't know where the refs were from, but they were both <laughs> for both sides." And you know, that's something we can't agree on. They just, yeah, it's unfortunate because they, in the playoffs, just so you know, they always pull them uh, from another conference. So yeah. it could have been Ohio Valley. It could have been a, a South, some Southland officials. I don't know. I believe it was the Southland. I believe it may have been. My head. And, and and it just, I, I wish for the playoffs they could bring in officials like high, like Mountain West officials or something. I mean, it's the playoffs yeah, yeah. instead of, I mean, cause we know the big sky one suck. And apparently it's just like across the comp all FCS you're dealing with officials that just aren't that good. And, and, and it's right now it's hard across to be known high school all the way up yeah. to get officials right now. And so if you're a decent official, yeah, you're probably not going to be in the FCS. It's just like anything else. They're probably going to pull you, bring you up somewhere else. But yeah. um, that, that one play that Lucas got hurt on, he was asking for the face mask. Everybody in the nation saw it, but yep, you know, I keep hear us complaining about the refs. And the thing is, is do like North Dakota State does. Don't leave it up to the refs. Exactly. Well, and you can't you can't go into another opposing's uh, opponent's stadium and just leave it up to the refs. Like I always like leave it up. I always bring back like Duke. Duke in basketball. You're gonna go play Duke. You got to yeah. be up. 15, 20 points yeah. going into their you, – you just, you just have to because you yeah. can't leave it up. These blue bloods, I, I don't really consider – I consider us a blue blood to a fact of like what we've done in the past. Yeah. But that's on a, a whole different story that, you know, maybe we'll get into the at the end of the, the uh, podcast, that uh, article. Did you see that article by some North Dakota – North Dakota, North Dakota oh, no. uh, um, reporter – uh, basically kind of lit into the Grizz about how we're living in the past and um, pretty, it, it was truthful, but the way that it was done was kind of like, Hey, you hurt one of our players and you're dirty. Uh, I don't really think it was a, I, I don't think it was a dirty play. You're, you're going to have dirty, dirty plays on each side of the ball. Right. And, and we'll get to that because we'll, I'm, I'm going too hard far ahead of myself. We'll get to that because it's in, in our kind of breakdown of the quarters, but uh at halftime, 21-13, yeah. uh, I was feeling pretty good, pretty confident. And then the third quarter just got my hopes up. <laughs> Corbin yeah. Walker's interception for a touchdown, 21-20. You know, that yeah, was that, a, right a there, it was like, oh, my God, there's the momentum swing that we need. Yep. Let's go. Hopefully, yep. you know, and I was hoping that, yeah, we made 
adjustments at halftime because in the past we've seen uh, where the Grizz have made adjustments, especially on defense. Sometimes if we don't have it figured out in the first half, we make adjustments and really tighten up in the second half. Yep. But unfortunately it wasn't the case. And, and, and I don't think necessarily it was adjustments all across the whole defense in the second half. Um, and I know we'll get to all the scoring plays, but th- we had no second level help. No. The whole time. And, and I don't know if it's our defensive scheme or what, but uh, I mean, when you have, a guy that's tackling the guy and we're, we're, the defense is taught to be aggressive and they're hitting him and knocking him off the tackle. When <laughs> I'm just going, come on. And then, you know, I've been complaining about this all season is we're supposed to be good tacklers. And you start, Oh my gosh, my wife, my wife is just like, there you go. Wrap up again. I'm just screaming at the TV. We're your TV. Yeah. Wrap, up, please, yeah. wrap up. And it's just, Oh, it drives me nuts. Cause it's fundamentals. And I don't know if the guys just forget it, because there's times that we look like great tacklers and oh, we're yeah. wrapping up and waiting for everybody else to get there and, and, and yep. knock them down. And there's other games like this one where we're arm tackling. And if there's a team that you can't arm tackle, no, it's North Dakota State. Nope. I mean, nope. I, I'm thank God Lemke was hurt. I can't imagine what that, that horse would have done to us. It's like, well, our two biggest games, we started arm tackling, right? Montana State. In North Dakota State, like yeah. it was like, what is this? Like, you're not going to, and and that's what you know, the one of the scoring drives that we'll get to. That that's why they scored is you hit them, you just lo- go lunging forward and, and hit them as hard as you can. Well, these guys, their running backs were good. I yeah. I, I I thought their running backs were good. Their line was amazing, oh, and that one the- line is unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it, I love watching. Uh, Sunday night football for uh, NFL, or yeah, and it's not so much I watch the whole game, I love watching when they announce the, the teams intros. And, say, and it's always amazing. I'm always counting the FCS guys, but you're always here when it comes to linemen. Here's another bison lineman, here's another bison. Yeah. Lineman. It's like, man, I miss the days when the Grizz used to have guys. Like I know, that. right? <laughs> well, and, and it's kind of weird because I think that they they prioritize that, like. They in recruiting, they make their linemen like gods over there, right? They put them on billboards. They put them out and say, "These are the horses that we're gonna run through." You know, it's so they, they make them. They, they, so I, I just think that recruiting wise, we're just we're not getting the guys. And 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 back in the day when you were there, Luke, mm-hmm. we had a lot of talent in yeah. Montana. It was yeah, a we, different kind of uh, football that was being played then, and we were getting those. And now I feel like. The talent well, that we have, we're, we, we they're were not absolutely coming. getting those guys. I mean, yep. as I played with Dylan McFarland, played yep. in the league for a little bit. John Skinner was out there. Um, Chase Raynock was in the XFL. Thatcher Zalay played in there. Yep. I mean, yep. we, we were getting guys that were going and getting chances in the league. Now, they may not have been starters, but the, you know, all these guys, but they were playing in the league because they were that good. Yep. And now, I mean, we haven't had them in a while. Now, all that being said, I was pumped to see we got an all-conference lineman. I think it was McGinnis that got it. Or yep. yep. I McGinnis. think so. Um, yep. So, I mean, I think some we're getting some development, and the guys did look better, and we're only losing one senior this year. Uh, but still, it's like what happened to Dola? You know, that was a big thing back in the day, and it's yep. just like we need to get that going again. We, need, we should prioritize the line because – as everybody knows, it starts up front, offensive, exactly. defensive line. If you can move that line to scrimmage one way or the other, it makes it matter what you do. World, no, it doesn't yep. matter. I mean, yep. You can have a, you know, a running back that's 
okay, but if you're yep. opening holes that you can drive a truck through, shoot, who can you know, he just has to run through that giant hole. So yep. it all well, starts and look at the neighbors, right? They they're that what they do is they're kind of doing what NDSU and I would even say uh San Diego or South Dakota State is doing too, is yeah. they're prioritizing that line. They're getting backups where they, they're deep, right? We're just yeah. we have guys where you don't know what's gonna happen. And and thankfully, you know, our guys probably played through a lot of injuries this year. Yeah. But you know, who's gonna who's gonna step up if we don't have we don't have that backup depth there? And so and like, like I was saying, like we're we're not getting those Montana guys that could be really good players, right? They're going to the Mountain West, right? right. And it's hap- It's not even just it's happening in all sports too, right? If you look at basketball, Montana basketball, men's and women, we lost two players that went to the Mountain West that were yeah. last week. I think both of them were. Uh, players of the week for the Mountain West. The Mountain West. Um, and so we're just not getting those homegrown talents, which I think we need to put a priority on and and get those guys and, and get some good, good offensive linemen and then develop it because we're not going anywhere without that. No, we're not. And then, you know, and speaking of that, um, actually, I, I think you saw this. We got Tate Templeton out of, yep. you know, my, my, my alma mater, Sentinel High Sentinel. School. But he's like 6'7", 275. I mean, the kid's a horse. And so yeah. uh, I haven't really seen him play, but, I mean, he's got the frame for it. So I'm really hoping that, you know, that's, you know, another piece and step in the right direction. And I still think that Casey was a great get. I mean, he had Oregon State looking at other Mountain West schools, and he came here. Yeah. So and a lot of these guys are young, so I feel like we're on the right path. But the thing is, is, man, we, we got to get – as many horses as we can. I don't know if it's more, tra- I mean, I hate the transfer portal is what it is. And so yeah. it's like, I'd rather see us develop guys, but if that's where we got to go, let's go. But with yeah. that transfer portal, I mean, everybody's jumping. I, I, every basketball game I watch, they talk about a player that left for some bigger school the year before. And it's like, it's like they're, it, it was something that Bobby said at the press conference that kind of made me uh, open my eyes a little bit. He talked to were asking about the transfer portal. He was like, yeah, you basically use that to put the best team you can on each year. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's almost, we have free agency for these sports now. And so it, it's one of those things you have to deal with and hopefully you can find guys that are decent and, and put them on the field. Yeah. Well, and that goes to, you know, kind of like your recruiting philosophy and uh, you, you can't not use the, the, the portal, right? You're going to lose guys. So you're going to have to get guys there too. Yep. You just have to have a good recruiting philosophy and make sure that, you know, if you do lose guys, you get the right guys in. And I think they do a good job of, of doing that. They, you know, that when they bring guys in, usually they are guys that can play right away that are fulfilling a void. Um, and I think they do a good job with the portal. It's just development is just not yep. happening. Um, but hey, let's get back into the, the recap a little bit. Um, so we're at 2120, uh, the third quarter, 1058 left, and then they break not, you know, I think it's a couple plays after that. They break a 75 yard touchdown run, uh, Kobe Johnson, and the momentum swings back, right? And I yeah. think I was reading something with uh, Coach Entz was like, Yeah, I wasn't, we, we, we told the guys we had to, you know, we had to get the momentum back, right? We had to take time off the clock. We had to we had to respond, 
And he said, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting, you know, two plays or whatever it was, it like was 20 seconds. Play. I think it was one play. I think was it, it was, one play? Okay. It was. I, it was I thought one. it was two, but it, it probably yeah. was. It one. may have been. It, it felt <laughs> like one. It felt like they ran the free. It was like that. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, crap. That's <laughs> not good. Yeah. Momentum swings again. Uh, and then we get the ball back. You know, Daniels c- comes in. Uh, we kind of extend kind of a, uh, a little bit of a, 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 a run and things don't kind of fall out and Daniel throws an interception, which I kind of had mixed emotions about it because, yeah, it was third down, but he threw it deep enough where it wasn't like, okay, you know, that's kind of like a punt. Yeah, you even know, the announcer said that. They're like, oh, yeah. that's, you know, that's the best you can hope for when you throw yeah. it. It's like a punt. Not with you know, uh, you know Patrick. You know, I think he probably maybe could have got it in the twenty, um, but you know it, it. It's not like one of those huge plays where like, oh crap, we're getting another score. Uh, but you know, not soon after that, Tamaric Williams, sixty yard, sixty eight yard touchdown run, and that's the one where uh, it looks like Wellnell or or Flink has him, or maybe even it's like Jenna Carroll that has him, and Robbie comes and and hits him hits him out of his hands and basically not even touch goes around and just runs. Yeah. He and was, he, we had him like had his <laughs> hip up and it was, and Robbie did. He knocked him loose. Yep. It was just like, Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, well, usually, it was, I see why Robbie's flying in there. Cause usually we have him wrapped up enough where you, he can do that in the past. Yep. And then the guy goes down, yep. but these, I'm going to call them horses again. Cause that's what they're like of running backs that they have. They don't go down when we do that. No. There are other teams that, yeah, that they go right down and you just lit them up, but not these boys. No, and it, it, it's crazy because they um, – I went back and kind of watched it a little bit, um, not the whole thing because it was just like, oh, this is just too much. <laughs> but right right when we had them, I watched that play. Uh, Dawson comes in and is going into the pile to help, and right after he, like, comes out of the screen – Tamaric Williams goes out and it's like, okay, there's no, there, there's no, absolutely no one there because everyone's bulged up. Yeah. There's no one there. Uh, no one to help. It, it was over. Well, and I think he even slowed down that, before the touchdown too. <laughs> that's where I think some, you know, people get confused on because we have a three, three, five, right? Yeah. So yep. you should have five back there somewhere. Yep. And, and we had no safety help all the time. And I think part of the problem is as soon as our safety see it's run, they're filling gaps so fast because they think this is where it's going to go. And then they're bumping it elsewhere or blowing through someone else and yeah. getting picked up. And that's one thing. I mean, I, I mean, commend North Dakota state, the blocking by every player on their offensive side is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally, they're, 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 everybody knows their assignment and they're doing it. And it's okay. like, I mean, that's why I can see everybody's going, Hey, that's what we need to be. That's that's the gold standard again because they just they're disciplined. They do their job, and it's it may not be the the most sexy thing in the world where they're all over the field. They're just pounding it and winning games, and yep. that's really what matters. Well, and, and their blocking was amazing because it was every every single person right. And I, I read something that they were like, okay, you know, they're not going to be gap sound, which. We already know that that's our, that's our defense is it's going to have gaps in it. Right. But mm-hmm. we were going to fill those gaps with players. Well, they knew that they were, if they were patient enough, 
they were going to get the holes they needed, right? They had the offensive line, and that's what they did. These big, huge plays, they waited, right? They waited until they got those big holes. They got the big holes, and it was done. They only needed four of them. (laughs) I've I've never seen so many big plays in a game. No, I haven't either. And it was like, it wasn't, it was, they were huge. And it wasn't like a couple big plays. It was one big play and touchdown. I saw someone coming in here earlier. It was like, yeah, we averaged North 11 yards a carry. It's like, well, yeah, you're going to average 11 yards a carry when you're getting a 60 yard, 60 yards, 60 yard here. It's like, yeah. So in a game like that, I don't even, I wouldn't even look at the average. It's just no, no. And I think it was just to be specific. I think it's like 10.9, an average that they were getting. Um, And so, yeah, it's pretty close to 11. Uh, Another guy said that, you know, they don't, historically Bobby's teams don't secure the edge properly and which, you know, I played high school defensive end and we are always taught do you, you have to secure the edge, right? He's the deepest man and secure the edge yeah, yep. right? back to the center. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do, I, 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 I agree. We, sometimes we don't do that. I think we get over, we, we over pursue and, you know, sometimes that can be great. And then sometimes, you know, offenses can take advantage of that. Um, and you know, I don't know what's going to happen farther down the line. If we're going to still play the three, three, five, I have my own kind of thoughts on that. And I think Luke, you probably do too. And I think every part of Grizz nation has that as well. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll save that for a different podcast because <laughs> we could we could go down the rabbit hole. And be here all night. Rabbit hole. I mean, because originally he said that he brought it in because of the people that we had Yeah, partially yeah. was because yeah. he was like, well, this will make us better with the talent that we have when he first came in yeah okay well, well it's been we've had five years, years now. Now. and then you know, the other side is there's a lot of rumors out there that we might have some coaches retiring we have some older coaches oh yeah we have a lot of older coaches and so when that happens does robbie stick with the rocky long 335 voodoo defense that he calls it or do you let that new dc bring in his own thing i mean i mean as a good yeah. leader you'd think he'd go okay you know Let's, what do you think? What, what do you think? What is yeah, what okay. is your forte here? If you're a good defensive coordinator, you obviously have your own defense you want to bring in. So, like you said, that's another podcast, but it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason and what kind of schemes we go to. Exactly. You know, both offense and defense, I think, could use some adjusting there. Um, you know, but, you know, after that, it's 35-20, you know, two huge plays uh, by them. You know, a couple uh, plays by us that were, were given the ball to them. You know, you, you just can't lose the turnover margin with a, a quality, high quality team like this. Uh, and so after that, you know, it was hard for our offense to get things going in the right direction. You know, I think Daniel did some great, good things. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I wish earlier on when we were playing these, I wouldn't say cupcakes, but they were kind of cupcakes, right? Um, That we wish we would have had some more development in getting those guys in just because I think it would have helped later on. I agree. It would have helped him. But, I mean, I tell you what, what what a better game to develop. Oh, yeah. The best in the nation. I mean, he got got thrown into the fire. And and at first I was just like, oh, man, he's kind of – he was having some problems and stuff and but i don't ever think the moment was too big for him no Uh, i i I really he had the confidence and this is i mean one of the best defenses in the nation right here i mean 
and and he played decent. I, I oh, personally, yeah. and it's like the stuff that he learned from playing against them and being in that moment. That's that stuff right there in the future. Yep. It has no price tag on it. I mean, that's that's great, great reps that he got. And so I, I looked at that after the game and went, okay, for future side, that that's going to help him a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, going into it, kind of like you said, this defense was a top five passing defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get down, you know, two, three scores with this team, they're just going to run it. And that's why you need to, you needed to keep it close. And, you know, it, we could not run the ball. Uh, so, you know, we're going to pass it. And, you know, you're, you're going to, with a gunslinger like Daniel Britt, uh, you're, it's going to happen, right? And so, you know, the next uh, play down, the one that I, I thought was an amazing catch uh, by Aaron Fonts, that 32-yard yeah. one where he just jumps up, gets hit, comes down with it, was amazing. The both the pass, I mean, Brett is throwing off his back. I mean, it, it was like he threw it like backyard football and Fonts. Yep. I mean, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't the greatest pass, but he got in the in the area. Yeah, and Fonts made an NFL catch there. I mean, yep. I've been hearing forever how Fonts is, is special, and that was oh, like yeah. that glimmer of okay, he's special. So I mean, if there's and and, and, and cheers to the the Grizz media department for putting that out. Yeah. Um, you know, as a clip and stuff, because let's get people excited about something. Well, there's two young players that we can get excited about and get behind for the future. Exactly. Exactly. So that was kind of that ray of hope uh, to end that third quarter. Um, and then, you know, we go back in the fourth quarter, we have that ball. Daniel uh, throws an interception. It's re- it's returned, but it gets called back because of a, uh, a block in the back and then a, a holding, I believe a yeah. holding call. And that's where you got the Spencer Wagey hit um, that, you know, both sides were being kind of chippy yeah. where he was down and he got hit. Yeah. Did he get cut by Walker? So the, on TV, I couldn't see what happened, you know? Yeah. Like, and then people were freaking out on Twitter because they're like, you know, Ants is on our sideline and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, well, I think he was out looking at his guy who happens yep. to be right on our sideline. There's a lot of people that were assuming that he just ran from his sideline over. I'm like, that's not what happened. No, no. He, he went and checked on his guy and then he started yelling at everybody. Yeah. He was, he was, up, he was upset. Yeah. He thought there was a dirty play. And, and I think, you know, Bobby claims that him and answer are friends. Right. And I, and I, it looked like that after the game, they had, I don't know what was said, but they had a good talk and stuff. It looked like, but I, you know, when you're friends with somebody, you feel more comfortable telling them how you feel about something, you know, you know, this isn't right and all that. So, you know, what exactly happened? I'm not sure. I didn't get a good, good look at it and I haven't seen it since, but most guys in their plan aren't trying to be dirty. No. Stuff that happens in the moment and you're trying to win and i mean on both sides even that hit against lucas when he got speared out of the sac state game yeah in slow-mo yeah it looks dirty when you're going fast and playing hard things happen i mean well, it's, it's... and even like like i i think it was mcginnis that did it that, that hit him mm-hmm. like going down if you're running and you see a guy you know get hit and kind of go down and you see him kind of going up you're going to try to hit him again, right? Yeah. If he's coming up and he's coming up and he's going to go, go down and, and make a, a play, you know, our, our guys are said, are, you know, taught don't quit till the whistle, right? So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to go hit somebody. Right. And so I, I have a hard time knowing that I've played football, not up to that level, but 
I know I've gotten speared in mm. in the head by people where they were going to the whistle. It was it was you know chip shot a cheap shot, but it, it's football, right? It, yeah. it, it you're gonna get hit. Uh, we could have talked about you know the face mask uh, for mm. Lucas Johnson. Uh, I think McGinnis got his hat to- like basically that thrown was, off. That was Walker. Uh, was it Walker? Yeah, got ripped yeah. off his beard. And he was all fired yeah. up. And North Dakota State <laughs> guy had his hat and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, oh boy. Yeah, it's it's two teams. You know, this is no matter what side you're on. This could be your last game of the year. So yeah, you're going to exactly. give it your all. And these guys are taught to give it their all. And it's a war yep. out there. So oh, yeah. you know, guys are going to get chippy, and you know, especially when it starts to look like you're not going to maybe be the victor here you're starting to get pissed and especially some of those seniors, this yep. could be the last game you've ever played. Yep. And, and you're starting to get kind of pissed that you might not have to go and get played anymore. And, and it's just emotions are high and you know, it's, it's a physical game. So, so that one gets called back all mm-hmm. the way back, I believe to like the 15 or the 20 yeah. yard line, you know, and you know, pulls his guys over and does, you know, I don't, I can I can imagine what he said. He was very fired up, yep. uh, and so you know they were going to get the ball rolling and keep on adding points. Um, the next next play of the play after Garrett Graves gets a personal foul, right, hitting the guy out of bounds, which it, it looked like it wasn't. Uh, if I, I'm remembering right, it looked like it was Fouch and not Graves to yeah, me. It was it was Fouch. Uh, yeah, he called five and it was four. It, it yeah, was, it was a miss call. That's and. All. And, 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 you know, if they go slow, like, like you've said before, if you go slow, yeah, you can see he's out, but like, like you've said is, is you do everything fast. You, you go to the whistle blows. I don't think that was like purpose. Left his feet in bounds when he was still partially in bounds and it just yep. traveled through it. And it's, I mean, it's just a, so much of it's bang, bang. And so fast, yeah. it's just, but it was out of bounds. And, you know, the rule is you're supposed to try to twist your contort your body and not hit him, but that's, Hard to get, get yourself hurt. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, after that, you know, Kobe Johnson, seventy-three yard touchdown run, go forty-two twenty. Uh, that is four big runs of over sixty yards, four plays, four touchdown runs, two hundred and eighty-four yards. Yeah, it sure seems like we talk a lot with our defense about big plays are killing us. Yeah. The last few, not just this year. Oh yeah, few yep. years, and and so. It just makes me again end of the year pod, but question that three three five and go, is this the best? And I see a lot of people who are smart at football yep. and former players and stuff going, no, there's a reason why not everybody's no one does it five except for us and San Diego and, State. Well, and not, they're not even running anymore because Rocky no. Long City is over in New Mexico now, so they're yep. running it. And I think there's a couple other, and you know, I mean, there's. They, they, if your your base defense, I don't think needs to be that. No, if you want to run packages with that, that's fine. Because I even see some NFL teams and some other teams that run kind of a three-three-five, depending on what the offense is giving them. But it's not their yeah. base defense. Well, but, and I think that you could do like a three, uh, three-three-five, maybe on like a third and long, right, to get yeah. some pressure on them. Like, like do yeah. that, but have your base defense be either a three-four or a four-three, yeah. where where you know, I think it would be make our defense even that much stronger to, you know, have a team have to, you know, go after to, to uh defense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm not going to read that. But 
laughing at one of the comments on here by uh, can't even read your name. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rack of something. Yep. Yep. That's all. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. So, yeah, another Grizz uh, drives, stalls out. NDSU gets six uh, minute drive. They get they get down and they, and they do a TK Marshall seven yard touchdown run to go 49 20. You know, at the end of the fourth quarter, you know, you're like, okay, hey, let's just put a drive together. Let's it's work to, you know, next year. Right. Daniel, yeah. you know, gets Absolutely. a touchdown pass to Keelan White, which was an, a, a great pass. And, you know, 18 yard uh, touchdown pass to the corner of the end zone where only Keelan White can, can catch that ball, makes it 49 26. And, and that's the end of the ball game, right? So, yeah. um, well, that's, that's just it. But again, Britt has had, uh, had good, like, you know, glimpses of like what yeah. he could do and stuff. And the kid's a baller. I mean, oh, yeah. What he's been through and things. I mean, that's that it factor. I think he's got it. And so, if we can get him where he's getting, if we can develop a quarterback and we can let him get better that's that even a whole different thing that that oh my gosh dude like but, but, the rabbit hole <laughs> i just i'm hopeful with brit being young like this that we could develop him i mean today that that uh giovanni from idaho mccoy yeah named, yeah the, uh, he got named freshman of the year jerry rice yeah. Award. yeah. And, and deservingly so but what oh, i'm yeah. saying is this whole tactic of bobby saying we don't play freshmen well, you played Robbie as a freshman and stuff, and you said, "Well, we yep. don't have years." Well, there's there's plenty of good freshmen out there that are talented. Yeah, and you know, everybody's talked about this before, man. You need to get with the times and let's if they're if they're a talent, play them. You yep. know, let them play. Give them the ball. Get because the ball if, if if they're talented and they're not playing, they're going to go somewhere else to well, play. Right? Especially now with the transfer portal. <laughs> yep. Exactly yep. Right. If you're talented and you're not playing, you're going to enter the transfer portal. I mean, exactly. Look at all these kids. I mean. And people worry about Montana. Oh, if there's a transfer or something's wrong. Well, look at Alabama. They had some top linemen who's transferring. Yep. How cool would be to get him? Not that we ever have a oh, chance. Gosh. But it's like, you know, every no program is susceptible to the transfer portal. It's going to yeah. happen. People are yep. going to go. But you know, with that, if we can get people to come in from it too and use it to our advantage, we should. And like you said, develop these young guys. Get them playing him. Make them want to stay at your program. Don't give them a reason. Enter the transfer portal. Yep. Well, and I, I think that kind of goes back to Hawks, and, and and I think this is uh, his philosophy is you know we don't try to recruit our players. You know, we're, we're if you, you don't want to be here, don't be here. I, I just think that that that's that old mantra of coaching. You just can't do that. You have to recruit. I, I feel like you don't have to recruit them, but you have to make players feel like you want him here, there, right? right? Yeah. And, and it's not like, hey, you're not going to throw a big thing of money out there, but you're going to do things that say, hey, you know, we value you and what you're doing. Hey, we're going to do this so that you can get more catches because you have an aspiration of going to the, the next level. Um, yeah. You know, th- two guys that come off the top of my head that that you could see in the portal, Grossman, Bergen, and, and Britt, you know, and, and Fonts. Uh, those guys that, you know, maybe aren't, being utilized or could be utilized the best um and not so much brit but i do think that he could have we could have had some packages and, and and i don't know why like not this year but last year where we had packages for uh uh not robbie or robbie um I mean, uh, robbie patterson there you right. go robbie patterson yeah. where we had packages for him 
And, you know, it wasn't all the time, but it was some where we could have thrown him in and had another package. It just didn't, this year just seemed, seemed weird, right? Just from the start of it, um, it, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens in the off season um, and, and what happens. A lot of those, like you said, coaches that may be a little think, bit older moving on. I think we'll have some coaching changes. I mean, it's, it's been pretty crazy how we've had such minimal coaching changes because usually yeah. you see a lot of them. Yeah. And a lot of that is I, I truly do believe after last year when we lost to JMU, it felt like we were close, you know, and, and, and Sammy went down and Cam went down and then it was like, man, we were close. And so that's also why I think we got the high ranking we did this year too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it looked like at the beginning of the year we could be world beaters and everybody was excited and stuff. And then it just kind of it fell off. But um, yeah. with that, I think a lot of the coaching staff thought the same thing. Like, hey, we're close. We're all going to stick together because we'd like to. I mean, every coach wants to win a national championship. Just like oh, yeah. yep. So they thought that there was a chance. So there wasn't. We fell. We didn't. I mean, the season didn't pan out like anybody thought. I mean, I never thought we'd lose to. Idaho, Sac, Weber, and the Cats, but we did. Um, and unfortunately, NASU too. But now that that's done, these coaches that are older, I really think that they're like, okay, I'm going to move on. Some of these guys are close to retirement. It's like, you know, what's the point of staying? And so I think we will see some turnover. I think we're going to see some guys go. And into Bobby might just maybe – I don't know, but maybe they'll realize, hey, I need to make some changes, and we might see an offensive coordinator change, or, or who yeah. knows. But I do think we're going to see a lot of changes in the offseason. Um, it'll, it'll probably be after signing day, which is coming up soon, because they're still all out there recruiting, and you want help recruiting. You don't want to start getting rid of coaches and having one less man on the road. Yeah. So uh, I think they'll finish that, and then once signing day is over, at least the early period, you might see some changes there. But uh, there's definitely going to be changes coming in this, this, uh, this year, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll definitely be different um, and kind of interesting to see. You know, you know, Luke, uh, let me know what, what you think. I'm going to give you kind of some things that kind of stood out from that <laughs> game. Um, let me know if you have some off the top of your head that I don't go over. One of the main thing was uh, two numbers, right? Two and six, right? Two and six. Those are the numbers that kind of stood out for me. Two is our touchdowns offensive touchdowns six is their offense and touchdowns okay so we've been the last couple of years if we don't score on our special teams we don't score on our defense our offense has a hard time scoring touchdowns um which i thought you know hey we get in a scoring war with these guys we just we just couldn't right uh i don't think we could have this year um maybe with a different quarterback. I don't know it, it, with a, maybe a healthy quarterback, healthy. Uh, but it just didn't, it just didn't happen this year. Um, we had more plays, 27 more plays that we ran than NDSU 27. <laughs> that is a crazy number of plays that, and, and a lot of that is probably them just, you know, well, four plays just, just it's a big lead because yeah. they were scoring so fast that they were on <laughs> defense. And it's kind of like, you know, when, when you do run back a kickoff or a punt, you're, you're on defense again all of a sudden when you're just on defense. So that, that number of plays and time of possession is skewed every time. Yeah. Uh, our third down percentage w was pretty good, you know, 45%. And then theirs was about 42, 41%. So our third down percentage was better than theirs. They yeah, sacked us. They were scoring too fast. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all <laughs> skewed because of their four massive touchdown runs. 
Uh, and then they sacked us, man. Six times they were, we were sacked. We only got one sack. Usually we get that, that pressure on them. Um, and then, you know, those four runs, four touchdowns, 284 yards. Oh gosh, man. I, I am so tired of seeing our team just get n- mauled by these running teams. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's, yeah. It's, just, it's like, Oh, it, it takes it out of you for sure. Training. <laughs> yeah. um, Cause we should have that, you know, you don't want a, a running back ever getting through. The, I mean, you try to stop at the first level, but you have your yeah, back yeah. into the second level. Well, if they get through the second level, you should have some kind of safety help out, help out there. Yeah. And yeah. boy, in this game, I mean, our safeties were at the second level. You got past that and it was just home free, home free. Yeah. And these yep. guys are fast. It's yep. like no one's catching them. And it's just. It's frustrating to see it felt like, again, guys are out of position and stuff, but maybe they're not so much out of position that you're just being over aggressive because we're telling them, hey, you know, I can see the coaching staff saying this is a running team. As soon as you see us run, fill the gaps as fast as you can. Well, if you fill the wrong gap, that's not going to help us and then get caught up in the wash. Well, next thing you know, you're washed over here and none of these guys are going to get to the play and that guy's already gone. So it's, uh, it's definitely frustrating to watch and I just, I hope that Bobby and everybody learned a lesson from this because he's been saying for four years, we want to play them. We want to play them. We want to see it. Well, there was your measuring stick. Yeah. Okay. We know what we need to do now. Let's go. I mean, the cats expose us to it, too. It's like there's two teams. You know, let's fix it. Well, one thing kind of that, that stuck out to me in his press conference is, and, and, and maybe some fans think we're, we're close. You know, he says he thinks we're close to what, NDSU. And hey, if we would have stopped these four four touchdowns, maybe we would have been a lot closer. But I, I, I was always uh, raised, you know, if, if ifs and uh, butts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, right? Um, you, can't, you just can't go by that. And so we, we got beat by 23 points. They almost doubled us in points. They they did double uh, or double us in rushing. They had 511 yards total offense to our 346. There's some glaring things that we're not close to. We're not close in the offensive line. That, that that's not close. And if that doesn't get shored up, we won't beat this team. Yeah. We won't beat the neighbors, you know, because yeah. uh, they have, they have a recruiting philosophy and they have a, a philosophy where, where they know where they're going to recruit the best and they're going to keep on. If you can run the ball and Hauk says this all the time, if you can run the ball and you can control the front, you'll be good. You don't even have to pass the ball. Right. Yeah. He says that all the time. Well, if you believe in that and you, you you have it on on film now, you got to go do something about it. And you know we can go into a rabbit hole of of you know the last couple of years of and and we'll do that on another episode. But it, it it goes back to coaching, it goes back to recruiting and development, which we'll talk about on another episode. I promise you guys, I'm not trying to tease you or anything like that. But uh, we could go for hours and hours, and you know we got. We got curfews that we need to we need to uh, stay to, man. So um, I did I did want to say you know just so we're not like bashing on the grass. I mean, I mean th- th- there are times though when our offensive line had flashes of, of things oh, yeah. that were doing good. And the one thing I will say about our offensive line is they play hard through the whistle. I, I see those yeah. guys hitting a block, taking another block, another block, moving downfield and stuff. And I think some of it is. And some of those guys are pretty young still, and that's mm-hmm. one exciting factor is that we only really we're only losing one off of our offensive line. 
Hopefully yeah. we can keep the rest intact here and find someone in there, whether it's the transfer portal or bringing or developing someone up. But I do have a lot of hope for offensive line to be even better. And and another highlight is, again, Gilman. I think he looks oh good. Oh gosh, dude! Yeah, he Childs. looks good. Childs looks really good. Yep. X, we need to get him more in the offense besides just running back. That kid's talented. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, Bergen, look what he could do with one hand. Still, the kid's good. Hopefully, we hold on to him and yeah. Grossman too. I think there's there's so there is, and that's where I think maybe Bobby's feeling like we're close. There's there's a lot of talent we have there. We just need to get it so that we can use that talent correctly and perform right. Um, same with our defense. There's a lot of talent. I mean, it feels like we're linebacker you out there. We've got a lot oh, yeah. of guys that are really good. It's just like maybe we don't need to be so set on – this is something I hear people talk about. This is our scheme, and this we have to run. This is our, this is our system. we got to run it. Maybe, maybe you know, adapt the system to the talent we have and, and just exploit the talent. So, Well, and that's I, that one word, adapt, right? Yeah. We've got to adapt on both sides of the ball, both sides of the ball, both sides of coaching, right? And, and adapting, it, we'll see, right? If, if we're going to keep on doing the same things, like that's the a definition of insanity, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is this, these teams aren't going away. NDSU, unless, you know, they get an offer to go somewhere else, we're going to be facing this team. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the neighbors, they're going to keep on doing this. They're not getting any any older that their main yeah, that they got a Fonsi back, which is is crazy. Have you did you see him run last week? Um, I did see a few highlights. Oh my gosh. I was like, wow, he looks even better than the year before. Uh, but you know, it these it, it's out there, right? You know how to beat the Grizz, right? Um, and so if they don't sure that up, it it's gonna look it's gonna look weird. Yeah. It's going to look drastic, but also like we said, this off, off air is man, just the, the things that are happening around the big sky conference with yeah. coaches, it, it's going to be weird next year as well. Yeah, where so what's going to happen, right? Yeah, you I don't mean. know what you know, Weber state, you know, they lose their head coach. Uh, do we get some of their coaches? Cause I know that the Montana staff is, is close to the Weber state staff. I know that Hauk has some yeah. friends over there. Yeah, the uh, offensive line coach and him are, are big, are good friends, and yeah, yeah, you got yeah, yeah, Hill leaving, you got Baldwin going, you got, yeah. uh, and I can't remember his name, the guy from Idaho State and Idaho Rag, State, Raggle, yeah, Raggle are both the same program at Arizona yeah. State, yeah, um, you know, and Paul Wolf's, you know, has now moved up to the head coach to Cal Poly. He was the old Eastern coach. It's just, it's interesting all the, you know, the pieces being moved around this year, and the thing is, is like. You know, there's still those rumors about vegan. Yeah. You know? And so what happens when the cats finally get done? Does he go take another job? Because you're hearing these rumors. Now, the one big room was Colorado, and Prime just went there. Yeah. So he's not going there. Yep. He may just stay. But it's just – it's 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 crazy. And still, with the Grizz, too, we don't know what pieces we might be missing, you know, losing yeah. and stuff. Coaches are leaving and stuff. But at the same time, we do need some change. Well, and it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, our quarterback's coach, I'm going to – forgetting his name – um, but he's his alma mater is is Colorado. So do our they corner coach? our corner coach? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Bradford. 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 Yeah. yeah. Does Prime want want you know to go get him? You know, uh, an alum that has has NFL. You never know what what's going to happen there. So let's hope not. <laughs> I know, right? That, like he has done an amazing job, and like I, I I've been a you know 
we've got so much talent on this team. It just it just kills me to see an eight and five season where you know, two of those two of those losses two of those losses were blowouts, right? Yeah. NDSU and the neighbors, you know, Sac State. If we win that game somehow, you know, yeah. which we probably we should just, have, we were state. You know, if our offense could have done anything, I feel like we could have came out ahead there. Idaho, we probably should have had that one just because of how crazy we was turned over the ball at the end, and, and Johnson really wasn't his. You know, he was he was. I think he had the flu or something. Like he, he really didn't have sick. the flu in that game. They said, but and I mean, no excuses. It's like yeah, you know the old the old saying too. It's like when you, when your kicker misses a field goal to win, you should never leave it up to the kicker. Never leave it up to the kicker. They never leave it up to the refs. Those yep. are two things you just can't do. Yeah, and, and you may have been bringing this up, but Patrick O'Connell. Got invited yeah. to the Hula Bowl today. That was awesome. Yep. I'm so glad that he's going to get a chance to show his talents. Yep. And then uh, I'm hoping that Ford does too. He declared for the draft, which some people got confused on that. They're like, I thought you were a senior. Well, no matter if you're a senior or not, you have to declare. You have to declare for the draft if you want to be entered into that. So yep. um, those are two guys that I, I, I hope have a chance and stuff. And, and I, for me, I'm one that anybody, no matter if it's, the arch rivals with the cats or bison or any FCS player or, or below that makes it to the NFL. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a root for him because well, I think, seeing that little guy up there. Yeah. And I think that it, uh, Patrick Rohrbeck got ninth, I believe ninth, in that yeah. same, same, it's like the player, freshman, of the, a freshman player of the year. year. Yeah. And then I yeah. think uh, Robbie got 15th in the buck or something the like buck that. Or whatever. Yeah. I, I was trying to search for, you know, the, the, the uh, the guy award because that goes for the best punter, uh, but that'll probably be towards that's, the that's um, championship game. But yeah, we'll um, see if uh, uh, what's his name from from us last year. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Our punter from last Buccini? year, Buccini, because he actually had a good year punt for Nebraska, and that was. But don't they goal. have an FCS award for that? Don't they have a Ray Guy award for the FCS? I think they have at the same time they have the Buchanan award. I think they might. They might. I can't remember because I think he won it last year. He, won, he did. He won it last year. So I think I think it's towards the championship game that they they uh, deliver those awards. But um, yeah, definitely. You know, not a not a season that you want. And and I'll be the first one. I, I don't. I think they underachieved, right? No. Uh, I don't think it was something that we want to see again. But maybe this there was is, definitely a letdown last year. It. Uh... I mean, with that, and that's why everything everybody thought after JMU and our season we had last year, it felt like, you know, it felt like we were a quarterback away is what it yeah. felt like. And then we yep. get Lucas and it was like, all right. And then, you know, our first few games, we were rolling. I mean, yeah. I, I was pumped. And then the Idaho game happened. And it was like, well, what was that? <laughs> yep. and, yeah. So, yep. But, well, uh, guys, you know, like we said, we will uh, do a recap of the whole year. Uh, here in the next week, two weeks or so, uh, we'll give you a uh, short one on on recruiting, and uh, then we'll do some basketball ones as well. Uh, but hey, Luke, I, I greatly appreciate you coming on. I love having you on, man. Uh, love getting your knowledge and, and your love of uh, Grizz athletics, man. Um, those of you that are on the the stream with us, uh, thanks for for you know. Going back and forth with us. I try to go as like much as I can, but I want to try to like 
I, I, we almost need like a person that's just on that. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, I like, enjoy watching them talk crap against each other. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I get a kick out of it. So uh, we do appreciate the comments and everybody, everybody. Uh, exactly. You know, there too, so. Exactly. If you guys, you know, want to find us, we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter at fight on Montana as well. Uh, wherever you guys get podcasts, go check us out, rate review uh, and subscribe to our podcast as well. And then also we are on the FCS Fans Nation YouTube channel. Um, that's a great place where it's just not just Big Sky. It is um, podcasts from all over the country. Uh, really great podcasts as well. They have a national show as well. So uh, give them a, a hit up and subscribe to their YouTube channel as well. And uh, we will we'll see you on the flip side and we'll hear from us soon. So go Grizz. Right on.